basically what I want it to be is an invitation to the artful life. And just like that, we are back. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to a brand new episode of the Green Room Door podcast, where we go one-on-one with artists to talk about the heart behind the music. I'm Dave Trout. Pleasure to be with you. And yes, uh, it's been a little while. We took a little hiatus with this particular podcast um, for the second half of December, just for the holidays, and then uh, for January because of um, all of our critics' picks that get rolled out at that time. Uh, But we are back with the second half of season number three of the podcast. Now, if you want to play catch up, um, and you, I would love for you to check out who we have featured so far in this third season of the show, and it's been great so far. In fact, uh, you can hear interviews um, with Eric Peters, Treva Bloomquist, Arthur Alligood, Matt Wheeler, Caroline Cobb, and Kevin Max. And we have an exciting um, lineup of artists that we're going to be talking with here uh, for the rest of season three of Green Room Door. Well, as you might have seen in the title of the show, today we are hanging with Grammy Award-winning producer Charlie Peacock. Of course, he's a legend in Christian music. I actually uh, became familiar with his music, I think it was shortly after his debut album. Uh, There was a uh, a Pennsylvania-based music video show that was syndicated across the country called Light Music. I don't know if any anyone else saw that, but uh, when I was kind of a preteen and early teenager, I would rush home from school and watch light music um, just because I loved the music videos. I loved faith-based music, and that is how I got introduced to Charlie Peacock. Even if you think you don't know Charlie's music, you do. <laughs> He's one of these people that has had such an amazing influence on the culture of music in Nashville, and specifically faith-based music, um, over the last several decades. Um, he has uh, not only an illustrious solo career, but has been at the production helm of some of the most important music made over the last couple of decades, including artists like Switchfoot, The Lone Bellow, Chris Cornell, Ben Rector, Chris Allen, John Foreman, Sarah Groves, The 77s, Margaret Becker, and a a bunch of others, and of course, The Civil Wars, who he uh, won two Grammy Awards with his collaboration. Uh, He's also an amazing songwriter. Um, In fact, he is the writer or co-writer of such big songs as Switchfoot's Dare You to Move, Amy Grant's Every Heartbeat, and of course, he's the songwriter of In the Light, which he released in 1991, uh, and then it was covered and kind of exploded worldwide a few years later by DC Talk. So, yes, Charlie Peacock is a troubadour of creativity uh, in the Nashville music scene. Charlie and his wife Andy also created Art House, 
which has uh, one now in Nashville, Dallas, and St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, these are not only functional spaces for events and studio uh, space for recording of music, uh, these are really artistic lighthouses to the community at large. So no doubt, Charlie is just a respected figure um, here at UTR, here in Nashville, and worldwide, really. And um, he's just had an amazing career of influence in the world of music. And it's always an honor whenever our paths cross, whether it's just us featuring a song of his or, um, you know, we were able to do a remote interview with him um, a few years ago and, you know, have maybe... Uh, you know, exchanged emails here or there, and it's, it's always been a blessing. But here in early 2021, it went to a whole new level. Let me explain. Um, of course, he had a finished product under the belts, ready to come out, his brand new album, Skin and Wind. It is phenomenal. It's his 14th career studio vocal album, and um, his songwriting, and oh, it's just so good. So, we got a pre-release of it and loved it and um, just, you know, we're communicating with him about his release strategy and are you going to put the album on CD? Um, you know, and he was like, no, I think, I think I'm just going to do digital only release. And I said, okay, well, you know, is there a reason for that? Um, obviously not as many people buy CDs these days, but you know, to some people, it's really important to have that physical product. And, and, um, you know, he's like, well, you know, just kind of tired and burnt out, not able to make it happen. And so he said, well, maybe we could help out and be a, you know, help see this get into the world on CD as a physical product. And then, um, he decided to donate all the revenue of the CD to two organizations, the Nashville Rescue Mission and he blessed UTR Media, which just knocks our socks off. It's um, just been so great to interact with him. Uh, he's been generous and courteous every step along the way. And so here we are now a few weeks into taking orders for his new CD. And it's kind of a CD bundle. It's, you know, it's an autograph CD and a you know, a digital download of a, of a track that he's never released before, just a few extra things. And all of that is available right now, by the way, at our, uh, you can go to Charlie's website or utrmedia.org and find, um, the skin and wind CD bundle and all revenue from that is being donated to these two organizations. One of them being ours. So it's a great way to support, the work that we do as well as the Nashville rescue mission and get something incredible for yourself in Charlie's new music. So uh, on today's show, we're going to be digging in to that new project a bit. And we're going to get just some general updates from Charlie as well. Um, We actually recorded a video interview with him um, as one of the perks for those who bought the CD bundle. And, um, and it was such a good interview and Charlie's responses were just so thought provoking stuff that I'm still chewing on that I thought maybe we could actually just take the audio from this zoom call interview and, uh, and play it as a green room door podcast. So, uh, we're going to do that and we're going to format the show a little bit differently today. 
um, just so that there's no interruptions. Um, we're going to get all the announcements out of the way here at the top of the show. Uh, we're going to um, uh, also feature two of Charlie's new songs from the Skin and Wind album. And we are, um, we're going to feature one at the beginning of, of the show today and one at the end of the show. So to get things started, we're going to just um, dive into a couple quick announcements. Uh, we're going to also play uh, one of Charlie's new songs, Faith, Hope, and Love. And then we've got a couple quick sponsor announcements, and then we'll dive right into our half-hour conversation with Charlie Peacock, uninterrupted, and we'll close out with another new song of Charlie's. So um, the the big announcement that I need to mention uh, on today's show is that um, UTR is excited to bring Nashville's newest music festival into being. It's called the White Owl Music Fest, and it's gourmet music focused. Yes, uh, we are also building the event as a COVID conscious, socially distanced outdoor event and would love to have you join us on Memorial Weekend. In fact, the full day of concerts is Saturday, May 29th. And then there's also a VIP weekend experience, May 29th through the 31st. We would love to have you. And um, here's just some of the artists that we've already announced that are going to be a part of this event. Sandra McCracken, Brothers McClurg, Andrew Osinga, Taylor Linhart, Micah Michelle, Matt Wheeler, Adam Whipple, Royce Lovett, and more artists are being announced, including the headliner for the event here in the coming days. Now, here's something you need to pay attention to. Um, this, The tickets for this are going on sale on February 19th, which is coming up real soon, but... Right before that, from February 15th through the 18th, there's a special pre-sale window that we're only making exclusive to the UTR family. Folks just like you, folks who are our podcast listeners, our email subscribers, um, and and that will be the cheapest prices offered for the event. So if you want to get in on a good deal, um, this would be the time to do it. So again, that is... Um, all happening this coming week on February 15th through the 18th. And then uh, the tickets go on sale on February 19th. So if you need more info, we've got um, a a little post up on our website, utrmedia.org. But we hope to see you at the White Owl Music Fest. It's going to be so much fun. All right. Um, Before we um, get into the interview and hear a couple sponsors, um, let's enjoy some music of Charlie Peacock. Um, yes, he is still just at a uh, creative next level. <laughs> and from his project Skin and Wind, this is actually the closing track of the album. Oh, love it. It is called Faith, Hope, and Love. Here it is on Green Room Door. I won't break in or climb through. I won't go where there's no invitation Every step of mine is marked by the ticking of time While I do the best to use my imagination 
This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the new EP from husband-wife duo, The Asking. As long as promises live on, even in deserts. Even in deserts, by The Asking, musically reminds us that God can be trusted. 
even in the seasons of waiting and wanting. Seek first, Seek first. Kingdom, of kingdom of God and all His righteousness. Even in Deserts by The Asking is available now on Spotify and all major music platforms. Also, look for our new interview with The Asking at utrmedia.org. Do not be anxious about your life. We're not only trying to find the best music on the planet, but also the best music videos. Who made our list? You'll find Ben Rector, Joy Ike, Shell, Need to Breathe, and a bunch more. So check out UTR's list of the best gourmet music videos of the year 2020, and you can watch all of them at the same place. Head to utrmedia.org or find the direct link in today's show notes. Man, thank you, Charlie, for joining us. This is mm-hmm. such a treat um, to talk to you. Um, and I think um, a, lot of, a lot of folks are um, you know, just excited about your new music, and we'll dive into that. That'll be the, the centerpiece of our conversation. But I first wanted just to ask you, I know that um, you have shared openly about just some different health struggles that you've had in recent mm-hmm. years. And just wondering if you would be willing to give us an update about kind of just how, where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, well, I have a neurological disorder called central sensitization and it's basically part of the whole, um, um, central nervous system brain connection that regulates pain. And so what it would be like is if, if you feel pain in some part of your body, uh, it's in a healthy body, it's, it's sending you a signal that something's wrong, right? So to, to pay attention to it and do something about it. So the disorder that I got was that I started producing these uh, pain responses for no pain. So I was in no danger or hadn't hurt myself or, you know, so the pain manifests itself um, in something similar to a migraine headache, except it's what's called an intractable headache, which is that I, I literally have a headache 24-7. Oh, man. So it, it just depends on the severity of it, you know. And, I, and I've been through a lot of mo- uh, healing modalities and, and, and um, you know, drug modalities and whatnot, and kind of have my, you know, thing that that works pretty good, you know, and um, so, like yesterday was a was a really great day, I was able to work all day, and um, felt good, had a lot of energy, Um, and then, you know, two days before that, I had to take a nap at 2.30, you know, Mm -hmm. So it's like sometimes I'll have to just take a nap and it, it, it kind of resets things and I get, you know, get a few more hours without um, the severity of, of uh, debilitating headache, really. And there's a bunch of other symptoms, too, that I won't go into, but there are hearing issues, all kinds of different things. But it's, it's just it's basically, a you know, your brain... Um, is uh, working against you, you know, mm. and so um, there's hope for it. Um, 
you know, through the science of brain plasticity, there is a lot of um, belief that you can unwind this, right? Mm. And get back to a place where um, your brain will start interpreting um, the signals correctly again. And so I'm, I'm hopeful for it. But yeah. I've made a, a ton of progress over the last few years. Uh, uh, but there was a time, you know, three and a half years ago where it was, it was pretty dark. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, one thing that's really fascinating to me is that it seems like your, um, your productivity and creativity are still at like a high level of output and, and you'd think that with a condition like that, it would really be stifling to creativity. But um, how do you, how are you able to work past that? Because it seems like we're just getting a consistent flow of music from you, whether you're producing or whether you mm -hmm. are, um, you know, creating instrumental music or vocal music. Um, so, so how are you able to push past that? Well, uh, I think one of the things is like is understanding the context for how the music is being created is that um, I'm not actually producing uh, other artists any longer. I think the last project, commercial project I did was uh, Castro, which was an EP uh, for Jason and his siblings. And um, I think that's been at least four and a half years ago now, I think. Um, but you will see me working with art. You'll see their name on, on recordings that I've done or, or whatnot. And those are all virtual, largely virtual. I think before COVID, there were a few instances where I was in the studio with someone, but, um, but not today. I mean, everything is done virtually. And, uh, so I just work, I work from my house. Um, also, uh, another aspect of it is I, I have over the years recorded a lot of music. Mm. So some, some aspects of it are me finishing things that I may have, have started. Uh, uh, and I mean, the most radical example of it would be that I was going through some material over the weekend and found a piece that I had started on the road during the love life tour which was almost hmm. 30 years ago so yeah. 29 years ago <laughs> wow. right and i found this piece of music that i had started and it didn't sound dated it sounded very contemporary it was more of a world music kind of piece and so i brought that out and i've been working on that this week and i sent it over to a you know trumpet player in uh, north carolina and he's sending back his parts and so it, it happens more like that. Um, some of the things are, are you know, I mean, they're a, a distinct challenge because of COVID, particularly mm. when you're doing uh, complicated improvisational music. So, um, so the project that I have uh, going now that I think is going to be a piano jazz trio, um, and that's been a lot more difficult because mm. I'll send something to um, 
to the bassist and the drummer. They'll send something back. I'll have to replay my parts for part of it, send it back, you know. So it's kind of like that. It, 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 we try to build into the music the kind of energy and interaction that we had if we were all in the same room. Um, and uh, that's probably one of the skills that's going to come out of this whole post-COVID you know, time is that um, musicians will be more sensitive to all of the elements that do happen in live music because they've trying to, in many ways, been trying to simulate some of that as they're creating music. Hmm. That's, that's so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, and it seems like, um, uh, yeah, it seems like this, the whole quarantining lockdown situation is, um, is potentially going to uh, just change the dynamic of, of, I mean, how we interact with music, how it's made, how, you know, and maybe even create some new avenues, new, um, uh, new creative paths to, to get, you know, get things done in a different or more efficient or more interesting way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, this is my, um, this is my most uh, productive period in my, in my life. You wow. know? And I will be um, uh, 65 this August. So I'm actually um, doing more, you know, work. I, I would say maybe with the exception of that 10 year period where I worked uh, almost exclusively in uh, CCM and uh, either recording or uh, producing. And so that 10 year period, I did over 50 albums. So wow. that, that was a, a lot of volume during that time. But um, I've also, you know, in the last four years, I've recorded about 250 songs. Wow. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm still releasing them. I mean, I'm getting ready to release another probably 14 this week, <laughs> you know, but they're, they're really the, the one we're here to talk about skin and wind. I mean, they, there is definitely, you know, as you know, because I am a record producer and because I'm eclectic and um, I'm sort of egalitarian in my tastes that I, and I'm, a, you know, I've been a working musician for 50 years. So, um, I can put together and take apart lots of different kinds of music, you know, so mm -hmm. I do large scale symphonic pieces. I do folk music, you know, mm -hmm. all that whole range of American music is really my lane. Um, but there's still a part of me that goes all the way back to when I was a young musician and developing my artistic mind and heart and uh, abilities. And so when I do a project like Skin and Wind, that fits in that trajectory of everything people may have known, say they started with Lie Down on the Grass mm -hmm. and move forward through that. So I think we talked about there being 14 albums now, I think is mm -hmm. what we talked about as far as vocal albums. So this music fits in that trajectory. Yeah, definitely. And then, and then the one before that would have been Lil Willie, and then before that would have been No Man's Land. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the songs on Skin and Wind, 
seem so uh, pertinent and relevant to the kind of where the world is at right now. Um, it, it, it would blow my mind if, if you told me that these songs, these were all songs you cherry picked from years ago. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. that, that you have been um, writing and developing the music. So I'm just kind of curious about kind of before, before the album was formulated and came together, are you just always in the constant mode of writing music that sort of reflects kind of where you're at and where the world is at? And, and this is sort of a, a culmination of that. Yes. I, I wrote, um, uh, most of the music on skin and wind, uh, between, uh, probably summer of 2019 to summer of 2020, you know, so in in a yearish period there, I didn't do a ton of music um, except for uh, this new jazz music and and a solo piano album Um, is kind of what I did in the back half of 2020, but I did a lot of painting and working on my uh, fine art stuff. Uh, the back half of 2020 so now I'm back in the music mode so I'm um, trying to compose um, or write at least at least three pieces a month and and also um, I'm I'm really trying to finish up uh, this book that I've been working on for quite a while I've got um, a new um, literary agent, and so I'm, I'm trying to get that the pitch ready for that, and uh, finish enough chapters that it feels cohesive. Nice. Uh, but that's a big, big project that I've had going for over a decade, um, and uh, I, you know, like I said, I'll try to do three um, compositions uh, a month, but a big part of my time for this whole year is going to be finishing up this book. Mm, yeah. I, um, so, I mean, obviously the, the opening track of the album is skin and wind is a mind bend. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm interested to hear um, just that theme of skin and wind. Where did that, you know, how did that get birthed? Yeah. Well, it's, it first of all it it started developing naturally where i keep come kept coming back to these themes and i've never really done that as i think as explicit as this i remember years ago when i was working with Derry and steve on the first choir um record and that was something that Steve Hendelong uh, was really good at. And he, he purposely worked on that as lyrics to have re- recurring themes. And, um, and I, as far as skin and wind goes, it, it kind of started naturally. And then I began to pick up on it and I began to see like, Oh, okay. So what I'm, what I'm really interested in here is, um, is uh, Christ's embodiment, the incarnation, and then the embodiment of Christ in us. 
um, the mystery and, uh, and the promise of God's spirit um, alive in the world, alive in us, and um, the purity of, of water and the directionality of water and how um, the movement of it and just I've loved water my whole life. I love to be in a boat. Uh, nothing makes me happier than being out on the water or, or walking along a stream. Um, so these kind of basic elements that every songwriter teases with, you know, now and again, I kind of let myself just go with them rather than feel like, oh, that, that could be too cliched or something. It was like, no, you haven't really done this before. Just kind of go with it and, and see where it lands. And um, Skin and Wind is a Mind Bend uh, was the, the last song that I, that I wrote for it. So it became kind of the culmination of everything that I had written up to that point. And it just so happened that I was writing it, you know, in the summer of, of 2020, right in the middle of the tremendous unrest in the country and the cry for um, uh, racial justice. And, um, and it has, a, it's especially poignant for, for me and for our family because we have a, a mixed uh, and blended race family. So it, uh, and I have, you know, I have African-American grandchildren. So it, it, it was in terms of that aspect of it, in terms of what happened with George Floyd, all of that, that, that was kind of pouring into it. You know, mm -hmm. and it was it was there's it was a prayerful aspect to it, and there was also a um, an exhortation aspect, I think, and and just you know, artist being an artist, you know, mm -hmm. taking a look at the world and saying, how can I how can I process this? What's happening right now in in our world? Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, one song that has um, given the difficulties of the last year and, and a lot of those difficulties continue on into this year is um, waiting is the plan. Um, mm. I, I've just resonated with that one so much too, because I think um, even if, even if the pandemic hasn't been a life or death situation for 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 some some folks, um, we've all been put in situations where whatever plans that we've had, whether it's even just birthdays or graduations or weddings, it's like everything has been disrupted. So um, that song just seems so perfect for this moment. Can you share more about that? Sure. Um, the the more that I journey through life. Um, the more uh, importance um, I put on patience. And um, I, I see so much more clearly where um, uh, doing nothing is often the best choice. Um, whether it's uh, in anger and um, 
perhaps there's division, you know, between you and a friend or you and a relative, uh, particularly in these times. And that, um, that patient waiting on, um, sort of the, the spiritual uh, ions, you know, spiritual molecules, like letting them go where they're going to go and, uh, and work things out ahead of you. And to live in that uncomfortable place that things aren't as you want them to be. Uh, but rather than acting rashly or trying to repair them or feeling like, uh, I need this now, you know, all of the different ways that we become impatient. Um, there's a whole new and different kind of fruit that comes from a sort of radical patience and that ability to, um, to you know, light your fire on the shore with the hope that people will see you. But uh, how will you live while while you're waiting for them to find you to rescue you or to mm -hmm. to hear uh what you want to hear or be able to do what you want to do or change people's minds in a different way or or in my case um um you know for me music has always been about patience um i think one of the reasons why i was able to become a record producer is because I come from a farm community. And uh, the first thing that you learn about creativity when you're, you know, come from a farm community is that creativity uh, above and beyond everything else is first about growing stuff. And um, you learn about the soil, your, your whole life is filled with dirt and water, you know, it's sort of seed, dirt and water and sunshine right and you you just come to realize that um the creativity that i want like the ear of corn you know or the peach that i want it's going to take time this whole creative process is going to take time and so for me uh when i became a record producer or, be, or it became evident that i was going to be able to do that as a part of my vocation along with my artistry that was such an asset because the uh, when others were very impatient to just get something done so they could feel the, the pleasure of having finished it, mm -hmm. I was the person who was saying, not yet, mm. not yet. Just, just pause for a minute and let's reassess. And then that time of assessment um, just like the creation model then produced either, you know, the, this sort of the, the benediction, the amen of saying this is good or being able to say this is not quite there yet. Or, mm -hmm. you know what, this is not even a good choice. Let's get rid of it. And pay, only patience will give you that because you have to have the sequence of time. And um, so for me, I've just never been burdened. Uh, by like, oh, I have, this has to be finished. Now I feel that as an artist, like anyone would, you know, I want to get it done too, so I can feel the pleasure of having it done. But I also, um, more importantly, know that I want to get it done right. Yeah, that's, 
that's awesome. I love, yeah. And I think that um, is a good challenge for all of us who aren't seeing things going exactly the way we want them to go right now, that maybe, um, maybe there's a reason for that. And, and opportunity, like you said, opportunity to, to just maybe make something better than what it, you know, where, where it was at. Um, I, I think for, for people who profess to follow Christ, I mean, a big part of our uh, profession and following Christ is that we, we are not strict materialists. We, we, um, we love material because God loves material. So we, we love all of God's material creation, but we're also uh, people who believe that there are, there is the unseen as well. And uh, in fact, we, we claim to be completely dependent on the unseen in terms mm. of the spirit working within us. And so to, to live life as if, as if uh, we don't believe in, in material and spiritual is, is to miss out on half of the Christian life. And mm. so, um, so in all our work and play and, and all of our challenges and our sort of glory and shame, I, I feel like there has to be this combination of, of a consciousness of the material and the spiritual and that they're not two separate entities warring against each other as Gnosticism or other uh, heresies might have uh, taught, but rather they're, they're fully integrated just as God desires them to be. That, uh, that brings it full circle because that's the, the dependence on the seen and the unseen is skin and wind, right? <laughs> it's the material and the spiritual. Um, that's beautiful. Um, okay, so I just have one more final question uh, before we wrap up. And that is, I know that as an, um, I'm not an artist myself in terms of uh, actually making music or, or physical art, but um, I, I know that some, uh, for the artists, there's, there is a giving away, there's a letting go of, of, um, the music and, and, you know, just hear, um, knowing that, that the spirit is doing his work in people's lives through, through the music. But given that, I am curious to know if you have a specific hope that the listener of skin and wind absorbs and walks away with after spending time with, with that album. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't think my goals have, <laughs> have evolved much uh, in that regard. I, I would probably still say that, that, for me, when people interact with my creativity, I really hope that they'll be able to enter um, through the front door and, um, you know, there's a party going on and downstairs and, and they uh, are able to interact with people, feel comfortable in their own skin and, and just enjoy it, right? Mm, yeah. And if they want to, they can walk upstairs, you know, where there's another group of people who are um, 
discussing what's happening in the world, mm -hmm. right? And they are really paying attention to the emotion of the world. They're paying attention to the uh, intellectual aspects of the way we communicate. They are taking a look at every sort of jot and tittle of language, right? And so you could you go up that flight of stairs if you want, and then you could go up another flight of stairs, and there would be a group of people who are praying mm. and who are interceding for the two floors below. Wow. And that's what I would hope mm. that people walk away from with the music, that they can really enter in where they need to on that mm. given day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that really the depth of what people can experience, I mean, is really up to them and them cooperating with the spirit as as God leads. But that doesn't take away from the artist's uh, work, which is to embed in the creation those kinds of signposts and handles and places to you know, like I say, doors for people to enter into common language, which leads to more obscure language, implicit, explicit, all of these things working together along with the emotion of the music and the instrumentation. And basically what I want it to be is an invitation uh, to the artful life and to enter into the story more fully. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Um, well, I am somebody who has, uh, has just seems to um, connect to God and to the spiritual world through music, especially more than more than almost any other form of communication. And uh, so, I, just on behalf of all the other music lovers who may be watching this or listening to this. And um, I just want to say thank you for your decades of work and contributions and the sweat and toil and, and just laying your heart on the line because it has blessed so, so many of us. And, um, and your work has definitely impacted my life and many, many people's lives. Well, thank you for the encouragement. Um, I, I always need encouragement, <laughs> like any other human being. So thank you for that. And I would be amiss if I didn't mention that none of this would be possible without my um, uh, girl, my high school girlfriend, uh, my sweet Andy, who has been with me uh, for 50 years. And uh, so I'm grateful for her. That's a beautiful thing. Ah, so good. Well, all right. Thanks, Charlie. Really appreciate you giving us your time. And, and this has been yeah. a fascinating conversation. Thanks so much. All right. We'll pick it up again. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. It was such a joy to um, get to talk with Charlie Peacock just uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, be able to share that conversation with you right here on Green Room Door. 
Um, of course, uh, we talked about his latest project and the even the title of that. So I thought very appropriate to listen to the title, somewhat the title track of the album. It's the track number one called Skin and Wind is a Mind Bend. And uh, then we'll wrap up the show after that. But for now, let's enjoy this new song by Charlie Peacock. Let's see where the water goes, what the floor knows about getting wet. A rainstorm of righteousness is dripping from the ceiling yet. Do not fix that leak. It's all we have to quench the thirst of the need to be known. Sunshine is a fine wine when the heart is full and beautiful. And now, not every soul on earth knows the cloudless sky. Said to myself, don't you dare ever think what you see will always be. As it is even now in the summer of 20, you still got more than plenty. Still got more than plenty. Still got more than plenty. 
Skin and Wind is a mind bend, the latest from Charlie Peacock. That is the opening track of his new album, which is called Skin and Wind. And um, of course, it's available on all streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music. But you can buy for a limited time and for a limited quantity, we have a special CD bundle, which not only includes an autographed CD by Charlie, but it does include the digital download of the album, a download of an unreleased Charlie Peacock song, which is amazing. I can't believe um, that uh, this is just a bonus track. It's so good. Uh, We'll give you the video um, kind of, uh, you can watch the video interview that you just listened to. And, um, and also you're entered into a drawing for a rare, brand new Charlie Peacock vinyl LP. So that a bundle is available. Um, you can link to it from our website, utrmedia.org, or you can find it also on Charlie Peacock's website, charliepeacock.com, and we'll also link to it in today's show notes if you want to go directly there. So, um, by the way, we mentioned this at the beginning, all the revenue from the CD bundle is um, helping to support the Nashville Rescue Mission. And wow, he is, uh, he's chosen UTR Media to bless with that donation as well. So by you buying the CD, not only are you just getting something incredible that's worth supporting, but um, your money is actually being used to support two nonprofits as well. So it is a win, win, win. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and enjoying Green Room Door. Um, it is fun to be back, and we uh, have more great interviews lined up for you. In fact, I can tell you that on the next Green Room Door, we're going to be featuring an interview with incredible, incredible Nashville quartet. The Arcadian Wild. You won't want to miss that. Uh, that's on the next Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout. This has been a production of UTR Media, an independent, nonprofit, listener supported ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.